This is also a battle of Big Dick Joe and Big Cock Brock. So which dick wins, Chris? All About the Balls Podcast! With Mark Davis, Chris Kameinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Welcome to All About the Balls Podcast. I'm Mark Davis in the sack house, ready to preview week eight with the boys, Chris Meinhart and Luke Rule. We're almost halfway there, boys. Chris, the Saints have a big game at the Colts this week. How are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, must win, must win for the Saints. The the offense needs to step up, definitely for sure. The defense, I mean, still doing what they're doing over there. Top five defense. So, I mean, defense holding us in. It's just fucking Derek Carr. And Jim Irsay just came out and said that he wants the NFL to have a rule change. All calls under two minutes should be reviewed. The NFL admitted to a couple of officiating uh, blunders in that Colts-Browns game. So, we'll see if Jim Irsay has anything to say after this weekend with the Colts. Or the Saints, I mean. And Luke, the Baltimore Ravens. Coming off a fucking hell of a win over the Detroit Lions, going to the desert to face the Cardinals. How are you feeling? You a little nervous for that potential trap game? Uh, no, not really. I think we've already had our trap game this season with the Colts. So hopefully, I mean, we'll, we keep riding around this little wave we got going on. And it uh, looks like, what, Ertz is going to be out. So yep. I mean, it's another weapon for their offense is going to be out. So hopefully, just, hopefully nope. we're able to keep momentum going. No Kyler Murray neither, so it should still be the Josh Dobbs show for a little while longer. It's Hollywood Brown. He's gonna go try. He'll probably try oh, to yeah. have a big game. Yeah, a little little revenge game. A little revenge game. Um, Doc's team, the Bears, they play Sunday night football against the Los Angeles Chargers. Tyson Baget versus Where? Justin Herbert. So big game out for Doc's team out there. We still don't have him in the sack yeah. house, so just shouting him out. What an outstanding matchup for Sunday night football. Oh, I'm what excited great primetime yeah. games this <laughs> yeah. week. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thursday night's not that bad, honestly. But, yeah, Sunday, Monday. And then the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Tennessee, you know, where the Tennessee Titans are going to be playing, are wearing their Houston Oilers jersey, so they're going to be all swagged out. Hopefully we get some trades. Hopefully Derrick Henry's gone, and um, hopefully some other names with them because we already got rid of Bayard, and hopefully Atlanta has to face an easy team. Malik Willis and yeah. Will Levis are supposed to both play, so we'll see how that game unfolds. I might have to look at tickets for that game to see if uh, I can snag some cheap ones. Yeah, if Bijan's not playing too, the tickets prices should go down. So we'll see uh, what kind of stuff. Well, and the Tennessee Titans have not played well. So, well, like Chris said, they are undefeated. Falling. They're undefeated at home when they're not in London. So the actual Nashville area, they're undefeated. So we'll we'll have to keep eye on that one. It should be a good game. Maybe tickets. Tickets might be a little bit expensive just because of Will Levis starting. So I mean, Tennessee Titans fans might. Actually, want to come allegedly, to the game? Allegedly, he's starting. They're they're, they're pulling the Falcons. Starting. They're not telling you everything yet. They're going to wait until right. <laughs> right QB is playing. Yeah, they tell you who's playing, but they don't tell you who's starting yet. So, no. But boys, we are about to predict some of these games. Uh, Chris, you know, uh, good week for you out of the out of the group. But I went six and seven over the week last week, four and nine against the spread. So I'm sixty four and forty two. The record of 54, 50, and two in the against the spread. Luke, five and eight. You, you I, took, I picked one up on you. Bad it wasn't week. a good week, but I picked one up on you. You went five Bad and eight, week. and you went two and 11 against the spread. Not <laughs> a good week against the spread with the points. So you are 68 and 38 straight up. You are also 54, 51, and 
uh, actually, I might have done the math wrong. You're 50, around 54, 52, something like that, because you don't have a second tie. So I got to figure out where that's at. I'll redo the math later. But you're, I had another, no, no, no. I have no W on there. I, I have no W on No, I'll, I'll re add it up. But uh, Chris, you are, um, yeah, you are seven and six last, last week, and now 59, 47 straight up, six and seven against the spread. So now you're 45, 59, and two against the spread and then doc Rough. went eight and five straight up and seven and six against the spread so he had the best week out of all of us in all the categories he's 66 and 40 for the year and 54 15 and two so chris first time in the sack house you will be right. kicking us off it here was, uh yeah can't can't pay you back it, off our picks now <laughs> it was a it was it was a shitty week but hey i'll take it i'll take yes. i'll take the dub yeah we, we so, all did bad yeah we all did bad oh it was a very bad week very bad week. The app, the winner was nine wins. So, I mean, Doc had eight. So, he was right there. He just didn't change that Minnesota game. So, could have been nine. Could have been nine. But let, let's move on, boys. You know, week one, I'm sorry, uh, game one of the week, uh, the Buc- Tampa Bay Buccaneers come off two game home losing streak. They'll be on the road this time as they go to Buffalo to face the Buffalo Bills, who are eight and a half point favorites. We know the struggles for the Bills since, the, since they arrived to London. The offense has kind of been, you know, a little bit of a. You know, staggering a little bit. The defense also had a poor game against the Patriots. So, Chris, lead us off here. What do you expect out of the Bucks and Bills this week? Yeah, I mean, the Bills have been a clusterfuck ever since their win of forty-eight twenty over Miami. So, I mean, it's hard to decide what what Josh Allen you're going to get. Is he's like Luke said last night. I mean, I feel like Josh Allen's going out there just bombing it, trying too much to win games. Stephon Diggs doing what he's doing out there. But I mean, right now Buffalo is zero and three when they can't hit over a hundred rushing yards. So I mean, Cook is going to have to step up. They're going to have to get that run game to support Josh Allen. Bucks right now averaging fifty nine point five rushing yards and losses to Detroit and Atlanta. So I mean, if you can run the ball against the Bucks, it's showing that. They're 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 gonna lose that game. So I mean, I do have the Bills winning. I think it's, it's I think it's honestly gonna be a shitty Thursday night game. Could be interesting, but we'll see. I've Bucks. Or I've Bills twenty seven. Bucks seventeen. Twenty seven seventeen, huh? Yes, sir. So yeah, Chris, you know how I feel about the old Baker Mayfield against good uh, teams. I think that the Bills defense last week against the Patriots was just an outlier. It wasn't a good performance for them. I think that they're going to bounce back. They're going to be hungry. I expect Baker to have a struggling game. I don't trust Rashad White. I, I know I heard the announcers this past game against the Falcons like, oh, that's Rashad White. I know when he made a big game or big uh, play. And that's not the Rashad White I know. I don't see many of those throughout his little two-year career he's got so far. So I expect the run game to be non-existent and then that's going to force a lot of pressure on baker mayfield chris godwin and mike evans mike evans had a good game last week he bounced back from previous couple games where he hit some duds but the buffalo bills are just they're there that they're pretty legit i think the bucks defense can maybe slow them down for a little bit but i expect this game to not be a blowout i think it's gonna be bills 27 20 i expect the offense for the bucks to keep it a little interesting just because the bills have some injuries but i expect josh allen at home thursday night rowdy crowd Possible dildos be thrown on the field. We know the Buffalo crowd there, so I'm gonna go Bills 27-20. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go opposite of you guys. I'm gonna take Tampa in this game. Uh, I, I Tampa's been close in all their games. The Bills are like I don't know. They're hot in the cold. I think they come off again cold. Uh, their defense, like they're down a lot of players on the defense, especially their secondary. I think Baker Mayfield's gonna be able to work with that, and uh, I think the 
Tampa Bay defense is going to win the game for them this week. So I'm going to go Tampa uh, 20, 20 to 17. You're just picking Tampa until they get nine wins, right? That's is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, I'm riding it. I, That's I said what it, it is. Beginning of the season. Hey, the, we're a third of the way there. The question, though, is do you pick Tampa Bay in the app? That's the real question. Uh, I, did, I did last the, week. Well, that's the last I week. Have, I, I have I have picked them in the app almost every time except when I'm trying to make games back up. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, and they weren't the favorite. <laughs> and uh, by the way, the math was right. You are 54, 55, and one against the spread. So it was right. It's just weird because you don't have two, two ties in there. But moving on, boys, to uh, my team, the Atlanta Falcons, traveling to Nashville. The four and three first place Atlanta Falcons, you know, haven't been a road team under Desmond Ritter, but we did finally capture that that first road win under him in his NFL career. We'll be traveling to the Tennessee Titans. Sounds like Malik Willis and Will Levis will be playing. It sounds like Will Levis has been the starter, like low key hasn't been announced yet, though. But the Falcons are two and a half point favorites on the road, Chris. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a tough pick with um, I'm trying to look right now. What's the updated spread? Two and a half for Atlanta. Two and a half. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's tough picking the Falcons right now against the spread. I mean, right now they're one and three against the spread as favorites. They're one and two against the spread as underdogs. So, I mean, it's very tough where you're going with the Falcons here. I mean, Tennessee's coming off a bye. They're 2-0 straight up at home, not counting that London game. Atlanta ranks right now eighth in the NFL for rushing defense. So, Tennessee's going to have to rely on – whoever's back there playing quarterback than um, Derrick Henry. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. I think it's going to be one of those games that's going to be like a trap game. Like whoever is coming in at quarterback, they're going to be hot. They're going to show potential. So I do have the Titans 21 and Falcons 17. Oh, you're going with the home upset, huh? I do. I'm going against – well, can't pick the Falcons right now against the spread. We're, you know, we're also unreliable. not – we're also not eighth against the rush, Chris. We're also seventh against the pass. We're total defense third in the league when it comes to total yards. So we are a top three defense. I'm telling you, I never thought in my days as a Falcons fan, I'd be saying we are a top three defense in the NFL. We're also giving up 19 points a game. So our defense is, is balling on all cylinders. Only thing we can't do is get turnovers and um, get sacks. But hey, when your force team's off the field, it doesn't matter how you're doing, I guess. So no, but uh, I'm a little nervous here. The rushing attack hasn't been as electric the last few weeks. I know Cordell Patterson had 54 yards on 10, uh, 10 carries, which is good, 5.5-point yards a carry. We'll see what Bijan's going to happen with him if he's feeling better from his little migraines, headaches episode. But Ritter's been playing good, minus the, the ball security with the fumbles and some of the interceptions he's had. He's been a roller coaster. So um, no interceptions last week, but three fumbles. That's that's a little nervous as a Falcons fan to watch. Titans still have a pretty good defense. I know they got rid of Kevin Byer, but – I'm a Falcons fan, and this is a game where we have to take advantage of. I know it's a trap game. I haven't picked Atlanta all year, but I'm going to pick them this year, this week. They get us the five and three. Hopefully, extend the lead in the division. I'm going Falcons twenty three seventeen. We cover the spread. Low scoring game. Yeah, Mark, I agree with the low scoring game, but I'm, I'm also going to ride uh, Tennessee. Tennessee plays well at home. Uh, they want to show up. I, I think. Pretty much everybody's counting out Tennessee at this moment. Like, it looks like they're trying to sell everybody. I mean, rumors that uh, Derek Henry and uh, D Hop might be on the move potentially. So, I mean, if they move before this this game, then it might change my opinion a little bit. But uh, first off, we don't know what we're going to get out of Will Levis. I mean, he could go out there and just light it up. So, and uh, Derek Henry, if he's playing for the Tennessee Titans, is a fucking monster still. 
So he's going to be tough to stop. I mean, even the Ravens had a little bit of fits with him. Locked him down for the most part, but he was able to break a couple off on it still. So I'm going to go Tennessee. I'm going to go Tennessee 23-21. And also, if if let's say Etheridge had never got hurt, the Falcons would have faced all four top rookie quarterbacks this year, potentially all starters too. We did handle C.J. Stroud. We did handle Bryce Young pretty easily. We still have to play Bryce another time. So we'll see what he can do the second time against Falcons. But, yeah, we had a chance to play all four rookies this year. And also, I hope the Do- I hope Doc picks the Titans because I'm 2-0 with the Falcons this year where I'm the lone fucking dog on the Falcons. So I hopefully when Doc texts me his picks, he chooses Tennessee because I wouldn't mind being 3-0 as a lone survivor on the Falcons. So, yeah. Good things are coming. Too bad you can pick them for Survivor. I'm out. I'm out of Survivor. I'm out. I I wasn't gonna pick Atlanta. I I don't like picking my team in Survivor. There's no way I I do that unless I have no choice. But let's move on, boys, to the Miami Dolphins hosting the New England Patriots. We saw them play Week Two Sunday Night Football, where the Dolphins won 27-20. This time, the Dolphins are favored by nine and a half points. They are coming off an ugly loss. I know the refs had some um, key moments in there. Losing to the Eagles, the Patriots coming off a, a thrilling win over the Patriots. I mean, over the Buffalo Bills. So, Chris, lays off here, Miami or New England? Yeah, I mean, like I said last night, I mean, Bill had to get his win after the news broke about his contract. He also secured his 300th win last week. So, I mean, big for him right there. But Miami, Miami's just a completely different monster at home right now. They're 3-0 and right now against the spread at home, winning – on an average above 28.7 points per game right now. So, I mean, they're, that offense is just clicking at home. I don't know what it is with Miami in Miami. but And then Tua, I mean, 132.3 passer rating at home as well. He's electric when he's at home. So, I mean, got to roll with Miami right now with that offense. I have Dolphins 31, Patriots 19. Yeah, I'm actually a repeating score of the Week 2 game. I have it 27-20. I do expect Tyreek Hill once again to be kind of blanketed a little bit. Not like a huge like shutdown Tyreek Hill day, just because we know what Bill Belichick does as a coach. He takes away your best weapon. So is that going to be Mostert or Tyreek Hill? I think they focus more on Tyreek Hill just because how explosive he is. I expect a Jalen Waddle-type game this game, I think with all the tension going the Cheetah's way. But I think too much Tua, too much speed. Like I said, we saw this in New England where they were on the road in prime time. And this is a heat game, too. New England's getting a little colder up there in the northeast region. So they're coming down to the southeast where it's going to be a little warm, a little toasty, something that they're not used to. And that weather is for real out there. And normally New England does struggle. They struggled with Tom Brady in Miami. And I think this trend continues Mac Jones. I thought he had a great game against the Bills. Looked phenomenal. But it ends here. I'm going to go Miami Dolphins 27-20. Do not cover the spread. It's going to be a one-score game. It'll be interesting to see Jalen Waddle with the injury. I know that kind of kept him on the sideline just a little bit during this last game. I know he had some – I don't know what the official injury – I didn't look at the injury report or anything, but back spasms or something, and they put the electric back pad on him. But I know that you could see him on the sideline, that it was affecting him last game. Yeah, I mean, he, he still came back and played in that game, so I don't know if it's a huge issue. It might have been just like something like that bothered him during the game. You saw at halftime, like he went to the locker room early and put the little heating pad on, but he came back out later on in the game and played. So hopefully not a huge issue for him. But yeah, Miami's too much offense. I mean, I said it last time, but my, I think Miami's going to, they're, they're going to come off angry in this game too, just after that loss. So back at home, Miami's fair weather team. They don't, they don't play well on the road, but they play great in Miami. So I got Miami and go 28 17. Man, double digits for you two. 
one digit or one score for me. I, I really, I really expect just the rivalry that these two teams have. I understand they're not going to win probably, but I do think Plus, that they'll, they'll keep it close. Uh, just announced a couple of days ago, the hard knocks in the season is going to be the Miami Dolphins. Should be coming out in the it's next few weeks or so. Very fucking interesting with McDan or with uh, fucking head coach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's your boy, Chris. I don't, <laughs> yeah, boy. I don't know what. I don't know if they're like they're just starting filming now or, or if they have been filming. So I wonder. It'd be interesting to see where they pick up at if they pick up a week one or they pick up a couple weeks down the road. Hopefully, they pick yeah, up in Denver because that'd be great to see. His TikToks have been popping up Miami at least on him on the sideline talking, and he's just so fucking funny. Yeah. Did you see yeah, that new absolutely. trend? That new trend where he runs to the locker room. I was like, that's not a run. That's a fucking light jog. The guy's not <laughs> running at all. I don't know what kind of run. He, he just does doesn't. He doesn't even sound like a head coach. Like the halftime reports, like when they interview him at halftime before he walks in, it's just like he's so fucking funny. It just sounds like an average guy. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 like, I like him on the headset. I just don't like him in the press conference. Like, I'm, I'm half and half with him. It's, when he's talking to his players, I love it. But when he's talking to the fucking media, it's annoying to me. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's just, he, he just sounds slow. It's, it's not funny. that. I think he's purposely doing that. But, yeah, we'll see what he does. We'll probably have some that, funny moments. This makes it even funnier if he's purposely doing that. <laughs> I, don't know, it's just, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of it. I'm just not a fan of it. But moving on to the battle of the apple boys the, the new york bowl the new york jets traveling to new york to face the giants the jets are designated as the road team so this would be cool like it was like the texas oklahoma game where half is green half is blue you know have that but it's not college so they, they can't designate that but the new york jets coming off a bye week three point favorites as the way team facing the giants who had a 14-7 win over the commanders really thrilling game there with the giants so who wins the battle of new york chris yeah, just start off. I saw like an interesting little TikTok also. I know I keep bringing up TikTok. That's the life now, though. So we get all your news. There. Yeah. But they were like just showing behind the scenes of like how the stadium transfers to the Giants and the Jets. And it's like pretty cool what they all do inside with like flipping the photos and the merch and everything. I just think it's interesting that two teams play in the same stadium. But um, like you said, Mark, Battle of New York. Um Aaron Rodgers and Eli Manning are supposed to be playing catch pregame. Said it on the pack show. Verified. Verified news source right there. On Damn. TV. Yeah. Well, he said it on the Manning little... cast too. Because he, he was no, on the yeah, Manning Yeah, yeah, it was on the Manning cast. It was on the Manning cast. I lied to you. Not Pat show. It was reaffirmed on Pat McAfee's yeah, show. It was, yeah. Oh, okay. Reaffirmed. Yeah, yeah. But um, interesting to see if Aaron or Daniel Jones is a go. Or if they're going to roll with Tyrod, like I said last night, the offense is clicking better with Tyrod Taylor behind center. The offense finally got their first half touchdown, not one, but two last game against the commanders. Didn't get a touchdown after that, but hey, you didn't need to. You're going against the commanders. And I mean, the Jets defense is, I still think they're, they're nasty. I mean, the Chiefs are the only ones to score more than 21 points on that defense. And that's, that's Patty Mahomes right there for you. So Jets also coming off a bye, so they're well rested. I have I'm rolling with the Milf Hunter here. Jets twenty four, Giants fourteen. There goes my fucking Giants winning the East. No, this is the game that breaks that that fucking that. Fucking. <laughs> this is the game right here. Yeah, like you said, Chris Jets coming off a bye week, and it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. So you know what that means? Zach Wilson and this offense is going to play inspired football it's right in front of their, their quarterback that they thought they were going to have this year. 
if he was on the team this year, he'd be fucking undefeated. This team would be 6-0. and I don't care what anyone says. They'd be in the Super Bowl, and I, I'm not fucking backing away from that. So, But, no, I think that the Jets are going to eat this offensive line apart. The Giants and the Commanders have the two worst offensive lines in football, allowing the most sacks. So expect this front line to just eat and eat and eat all night long. Also give uh, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed a lot of time to – fucking time these balls off, get some turnovers. And I think Zach Wilson has a decent game. I'm not saying he's going to have a fucking like Lamar Jackson type game last week, but I think he's going to have a pretty solid game. I think he's going to throw probably 250 plus, maybe a touchdown or two. And I have the Jets 24-16. The Jets win. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page with you guys. I mean, too, too much sauce on defense, too much big boys going to eat up that defensive line. Uh, I think Brees Hall is going to dominate on the offensive side of the ball and Zach Wilson is just going to do just enough not to lose the game. Probably throws a, a teddy or two. Uh, so I think Zach Wilson has a solid game. I mean, he's gradually getting better the more he plays. Probably get a little more comfortable with the offense. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers help on the sideline helps him. He's probably do some in-game coaching with him. Uh, and I think the team's buying into Zach Wilson a little more than they were the first couple of weeks. So the team's back behind him. So I'm going to go – I'm going to New York uh, 24-21. I think the New York teams keep it close. So Jets – Win 24 21. No, yeah, all eyes will be on that game. It's better than New York, so you know that it's going to be a lot of red zone if they're, if they're even near that fucking 50 yard line. So, but moving on, boys, I think a game that could potentially be the game of the week looking at this schedule. There's not a lot of big games this week. So, the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Jaguars are two and a half point favorites, riding a three game winning streak. Uh, they've been undefeated since they left London. And they're facing the Steelers, who ride in, I think, a two-game winning streak at the moment, coming off that Ravens win and then bye week. And then they played the Rams, beat them in L.A., which was Steel City, honestly. It was all black and gold. But, Chris, who you got here, Jacksonville or Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean, I I still don't know how the fuck the Steelers are 4-2 and two right now with the games that they're playing. I don't know how they squeaked out a win against the Ravens. I think it's big that the Jags right now are road favorites in the Berg. The Steelers are 2-1. and one straight up though at home i think they're going to need some more consistency in the run game i don't want to say anything about the running back because i got flamed last time when i mentioned fucking fat eddie Lacey out there and how he moves <laughs> slow so <laughs> let me stay let me, let me stay away from let me stay away from that but um t law right now 2-0 as a starter in true road games this season so i mean he knows how to play on the road unfortunately but I think this is going to be a huge um, game for TJ Watt to build more up that NFL MVP campaign for him. I mean, he's balling out right now. Eight sacks, three fumble recoveries, and a pick six. That's a big boy right there. That's a big boy right there. Big boy touchdown. But, yeah, I think I think that defense is going to keep it close, but I, think, I still don't trust Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada. That offensive coordinator might be worse than Pete Carmichael, but who knows. I have Jags 24, Steelers 21. And I was wrong, boys. The Jaguars are on a four-game winning streak. They've won. They went two in London and two uh, following London. So not a three-game, a four-game. Yeah, Chris. I I think this is going to be a good game here between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I feel like these two teams have played each other tough in you know recent memory. And no Calvin really last week. I mean, he had one catch for like what four or five yards. And you know we didn't see Trevor Lawrence look his way. I I do expect a big, big Calvin really game here. Not because he's on my fantasy team, but. 
just because that's the trend normally with receivers and quarterbacks, that chemistry is there. So I expect Kirk to still be involved. And I think Etienne, you know, looks running back for his fantasy team. He's going to ball out. I mean, he's a freak. And the, the, the offense runs through Travis Etienne this year. And I think the Jaguars defense has been pretty solid since London. They've been a really good defense. They've been hunting the quarterback. It seems like everyone's there involved. That safety Cisco, dude, every time I fucking watch the field on the defense for them, he's fucking flying out there. You have the other Josh Allen, which I, I know he hates that name, but he's a freak out there for the mm-hmm. Jaguars. So I think Jacksonville wins this game. I think Pittsburgh keeps it close, though. I have the Jaguars 27-23. I do expect J.J. Watt, like, or sorry, T.J. Watt, like you said, have a pretty big game, as he normally does. But Jaguars by four. Yeah, um, the, I think the Jaguars run game with ETN, I mean, it, it's been on fire recently. Uh, the last three games for ETN, two touchdowns at each game. I think he continues that trend. Hopefully he puts up another two tutties on offense. I mean, Caesar's defense, uh, good defense, especially with T.J. Watt on the field. I mean, they're different when T.J. Watt's playing. He's an animal, game wrecker. But I think uh, Jacksonville is a more complete team in this game. Uh, I trust T. Law more than I trust Pickett in this game. So I'm going to go Jacksonville 28-24. Uh, Close game for all of us. I really uh, really need the Steelers to lose a game, too. Yes, you need the AFC North tight. Yeah, you need the AFC North to lose. So, but yeah. next game, boys, the battle of the first round overall. I'm sorry, the first overall QB number one uh, in the draft taken, hosting the number two overall pick, the number two quarterback in the NFL draft. Yes, the Carolina Panthers coming off a of bye week, zero and six on the year, are hosting the Houston Texans, who are three and three on the year, and the Houston Texans are three point favorites on the road. So, who wins this battle, Chris, of rookie QBs, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud? Yeah, I truthfully think this is going to be a close game. I mean, Panthers Panthers has been showing consistency offensively. I mean, look at the Dolphins game. I mean, they came out 14-0 to start. I mean, they look like they're about to un- upset Miami right there for a second. A little worried there. But like you said, I mean, battle of the top two picks here, top two pick quarterbacks at least. Each, each of these teams coming off a bye, so they should be fully healthy, had an extra week to prepare for this game. I mean, Adam Thielen is coming out as – looking like a stud wide receiver right now. I'm pretty sure he's, what, top three in fantasy right now? Number three, also as a wide receiver. He was number three following right before his bye. Last, yeah, last week. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he, he's been playing phenomenal. Honestly, I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a toss-up, but I do have to lean. I do trust. I think C.J. Stroud's a better quarterback right now than Bryce Young is. So, I have Texans 23, Panthers 18. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this game. Honestly, I, I know it's weird to say you're excited for an 0 16 0 and 16 that's playing, but I want to see these two QBs what they have. You know, you guys know since the draft before we did our, our draft predictions, I had CJ Stroud number one. I felt Carolina should have drafted him number one, and I still stick by that. I think he's the better quarterback. I think that he's been playing lights out this year. He's probably the rookie of the year for the off- offensive end. And Carolina, yeah, they might have shown some fight but they're not showing enough fight for me to want to pick them this game. I think that they're also going to see Tank Dell back. So you have Nico Collins, Robert Woods, and Tank Dell back for C.J. Stroud. So his trio receiver is going to be there. You have rookie pass rusher Will Anderson Jr. Every time I see the Texans play, he's all over the field too. He's a young stud. D'Amico Ryans, he's got the fucking boys playing out there. And I say the Houston Texans will get above 500, get to 4-3 and three on the year, make the AFC South a little more uh, close with the Jaguars. And they win 31-24. One score game still, but seven-point game. Give me the Texans. Yeah, you're expecting big points in this game. I am. No, I, but 
Yeah, I'm, I'm riding high on the Houston Texans right now. Overall, I think they're a very complete team. I mean, they've exceeded everybody's expectations from our standpoint. Uh, C.J. Stroud playing outstanding. Like, he's not losing games, but he's got, what, one pick on the season? So, I mean, he's not losing not losing games. Uh, he's not taking huge risks, but he's playing well. He's getting more and more comfortable pushing the ball down the field. Their defense is stout defense. So, I think uh, Bryce Young's going to have a tough time on this uh, Houston Texans defense. So, I'm going to go Texans 28-21. Uh, yeah, and that interception – they didn't even lose possession on that ball. So, really, the interception didn't yeah. lead to an actual true turnover. They got the ball right back and gained It's on yards. the stat. It's on the stat. It's on the stats, yes, it. yes. It's on the stat. And I expected Houston to be competitive. Like, not, like, sit there and, like, about to beat every single team. I had them being a decent team. Like, they just weren't going to get wins. So, I am I was wrong on the wins, I guess. But I was pretty correct on them being a competitive team. I thought D'Amico Ryans was going to bring a different culture and different environment to this team. So, it's good to see Houston Texans back, though to their standards. Yeah, but, they're going to be a playoff team for sure coming up. Yeah, I, I mean, and you never know. They, they could get it this year. They're they're in the hunt. They're they're in the wild card hunt, aiming in the division hunt. So you never know what's going to happen the rest of the way. They, they still have um, 11 games left on their season, so anything can happen with the Houston yeah. Texans. Yeah, big big thing for them is getting that run game going. I mean, they see his Travis throwing the ball, I think, like 30, 40 times a game. Uh, they get the run game going, uh, take a little bit of weight off his shoulders. So, but – uh, they haven't been able to get fucking uh, Damian Pierce and Singletary really going. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of Damian Pierce coming in the year. I was on the record with saying that too. He's had a slow second yeah, half last a, year. He, he's my fantasy team. Brought him around the bench this week. You're seven and zero though, so whatever you did, it's it's working yeah. right now. Uh, JJ went down at ETN, put the t- put my fantasy team on his back. <laughs> he did, he did. But boys, <laughs> moving on to, I think it's going to be this is going to be a good game as well. The Los Angeles Rams coming off. Their heartbreaker loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers are traveling to a fresh Dallas Cowboys as the Cowboys are six-and-a-half-point favorites coming off a bye week, coming off a win as well. So, Chris, how about them Cowboys or is it the Los Angeles Rams? Yeah, I think this is also going to be a very close game. I mean, like you said, Cowboys coming off a bye. They're also a lot of pressure. I mean, after that San Fran game, a lot of people wrote Dallas off saying, like, they're a joke that Dak's being Dak, the offense is not very good. But, I mean, the Rams right now, Stafford's his three losses this year, Stafford's taking 11 sacks and only three touchdowns. So, I mean, big key right there is protecting Stafford, getting him in the pocket. I mean, Cup there, I mean, he's playing phenomenal since he's been back. Puka, I mean, fucking he's come out of nowhere making plays. So, I think it's going to be a close game. I have Cowboys 28, Rams 23, Rams covering the – the spread to 28 23. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep, this, yep. this is a game I'm a little nervous about. I, I feel like the Rams have the offensive firepower. Also good to see uh, Henderson out there again, just pick them back off the street, but he knows the system. So he, he played pretty good last week, but man, like I don't know which Cowboys team we're going to get. And that's the problem. Like I, I think Dallas is the better team on paper, but the Rams are so scary. Like they, they compete and they play hard. I am still leaning towards the Dallas Cowboys. I think that the run game for the Rams might not be as good this week, and it's going to force a lot of pressure for the passing game of the Cow- or the Rams to do good. And the Cowboys' pass defense is really good. So I think if that's the case they're going to go into and they don't run at Micah Parsons, I'm going to go Dallas Cowboys here. I think it's going to be a walk-off field goal. I think it's going to be 27-24 Dallas Cowboys at home. Yeah, you talked about Henderson. I mean, he led the backfield right now in carries. So right off the street too. So – it just shows how much trust the Rams have with him. Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, look at, look at the Cowboys. I mean, th this game's going to rely on their defense. How well they play? Are they going to be hot or are they going to be cold this week? And I think Michael Parsons is getting pretty frustrated with the, the cold streaks they've been having. So I think Michael Parsons is going to come out here pretty angry and try to get after Stafford. So, I mean, that, that Dallas defense, once once they're cooking, they're cooking. And if they can get to Matthew Stafford repeatedly, I mean, this game might could get possibly get out of hand uh, without the Dallas offense having to do, do too much. So with that, I'm going to go Dallas 28 uh, I'm gonna go Dallas twenty-eight twenty-four. Yeah, it's gonna be a good game. I feel like this could be a really good game on when it's all said and done. Moving on to an NFC North rivalry, boys. It's actually dead even right now. It's a push. So, like I said, no matter who you pick, it doesn't matter at the points. But still want to hear the points. So, Minnesota Vikings coming off a two-game winning streak, coming off an electric win against the 49ers on Monday Night Football, facing the Green Bay Packers. Who, let's just be honest, Jordan Love is dog shit. So. Chris, do the Vikings steal a win at Lambeau Field? Yeah, I mean, Jordan Love started off the season good. Everyone was hyped up. They thought it was going to be another, like, Brett Favre situation where another MVP comes off the bench. And Jordan Love had that 17-0 comeback against the Saints, unfortunately, and everyone was fucking praising him. And then ever since then, dog shit, like you said. I mean, he's on a three-game losing streak right now. Offense is only averaging 16.7 points a game. So they're having a very rough time, and there's really no excuses there. Aaron Jones was fully healthy last week. So, I mean, I don't know what's what happened offensively, but they got to get it together. Vikings coming off a short week off a huge win. So is that momentum going to carry, or is that going to get to their head? I mean, the offense doesn't look like they've missed a beat with J.J. on the sideline either. Addison's been a baller. He had that huge touchdown right before the half that he just stole out of Ford's hands. Phenomenal play there. I mean, I honestly turned the game off to watch the Strohs game when it was a minute left because I thought they were just going to knee it out. And then y'all started texting like, holy shit, in the chat. And I was like, hold up, what the fuck did I just miss? And then I turned the game back on, and they're up another touchdown. I was like, what the fuck? But, I mean, they've won their last two road games, so I think they're going to easy win this week as well. Vikings 28, Packers 17. Yeah, this is a tough – I mean, it's a tough game because it's a rivalry game. You never know what's going to happen there. But like I said, Jordan loves dog shit ever since the Raiders game. I've really had something – you know, he's really kind of grinding my gears the wrong way, and I'm not a fan of him anymore. I, I hope he fails. I hope they move on from him. Also, speaking of moving on, this could be Jair Alexander's last game with the Packers. He's apparently on the trade block. So, talented corner could be gone for the Green Bay Packers. And their defense has been pretty good. This has all been on the offense every single game. It seems like that's what's cost him. Like you said, Chris, the Vikings have not missed a beat without J uh, Justin Jefferson. K-Makers got involved last week, too, so it was good to see him there. Madison, he's still part of the offense, but like you said, Jordan Addison and TJ Hawkinson both balled out this past week, and I'm going to keep it going. Kirk Kirko Cousins is going to come out here, have a pretty good game. One score game, though. I have Vikings 24-20 just because it's a rivalry game. Yeah, I mean, Kirk Kirk Thuggins Kirk is out here balling. Like he he hasn't fallen off at all. I mean, he he. I think he's making the right decision not to uh, take a trade and decline his uh, no trade clause. So, I, I probably a good move on him because I think the Minnesota Vikings are still in contention to make the playoffs at this point. Uh, they're hot right now. It looks like the defense got their swagger back last week going against a high powered offense from the 49ers. So I think the defense is getting a little more confidence. Hopefully they're not blow, letting any blowouts happen again. I mean they were never got blown out, but letting. Uh, these other teams' offenses just fucking run all over them. Uh, the the run game looked a lot better for Minnesota with uh, Madison. 
this week. So, I mean, I'm going to go Minnesota. I think they win. I'm going to go 31, uh, 31-17. Yeah. Man, you guys have blowouts. I, I, I think they're going to light them up. Rivalry I just think game. the Vikings – yeah, I think the Vikings offense is just going to be way too much for that defense. Yeah, it's just the Packers defense has been good this year. So that's why I also re- I'm respecting it at the moment. I mean, let's, let's Con- contract traded. year for uh, Kirk Thuggins, too. I mean, he's out here fucking balling. Plus, I mean, well, I fully... what... Go ahead, Luke. Sorry. Yeah, yeah you, you saw what they did against that uh, young QB. So, two young QBs back to back that the defense is going against. I think they're going to get after him, uh, Jordan Love. Yeah, no, I'm not arguing with the defense with the Packers, Mark. I just think. The Packers' offense has not been clicking. The Vikings' defense looked like they definitely got some momentum that they wanted against San Fran. And I think Packers' offense not being able to stay on the field is going to tire that off the defense out for the Packers. Yeah, and that, and that could honestly that could happen if they're not if they're not fucking playing offense. We, we've seen it. You have to be able to like give the fucking defense some breathers out there. That's very important for the big boys to get some breathers on the defense. Chris, moving on to a game that's near and dear in your heart, the New Orleans Saints traveling to the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are one-point favorites. This is a Super Bowl rematch of many, many years ago, you know, a long time ago in the 2009 season. So, But different quarterbacks. This is not Drew Brees and Peyton Manning anymore. This is Derek Carr and Garden, Gardner Minshew. I'm sorry, not Gardner. Gardner Minshew. So, Chris, Colts are one-point favorites. Where are you leaning? Yeah, if Dennis Allen doesn't come out and start this game off with an onside kick, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> Um, so either to start the game or halftime, but I mean, two struggling teams right now with the Colt, the Colts committed four turnovers back to back weeks. That's rough. The saints offense, they speak for themselves right now. I mean, the saints have lost by a touchdown in each of the last two weeks. They are two and two straight up though on the road. And the saints are one and oh against the spread right now as underdogs. I think the saints defense is going to keep them, keep them in the game. They have a mini bye week because they played Thursday. So I, I expect what they were able to accomplish fourth quarter offensively. They're going to build on. I think it's going to be a close game. I have the Saints 30, Colts 24. Last time I'm picking the Saints if they lose. Yeah, Chris, I'm I'm leaning like I'm feeling the same way you're feeling. Like this is a team that I thought was going to win the NFC South. I thought it was their division to lose. We said it or I said it when we were making our predictions and I feel like the Saints are so much more talented. Uh, Minshew though, he's he is playing decent. Um so like we'll see what he's gonna do, but I think this is a get right game for the Saints offense. I think that they showed flashes in the fourth quarter, and I hopefully that carry will. Hopefully, for my picks, it's, it carries over. Obviously, if I lose this game, I'm I'm happy with the loss. But <laughs> I have the Saints 31-24. I think that Minshew can make some magic just because uh, Pittman and Josh Downs too. Fucking hell of a rookie for North Carolina. He is balling right now for the Colts. But it's also awesome Jonathan Taylor last week. He looked pretty good. And we see Zach Moss. He's been doing his thing all year. So, But I, I expect the Saints to win this game on the road, 31-24. Who that nation? Yeah, th- this game for me is a really coin flip. Uh, both offenses are kind of question marks. I'm a question mark fan. The Colts have been the turnovers. Uh, Minshew's kind of kind of reckless with the ball. But he's not afraid to take these big risks and take shots down the field. Uh, Saints defense outstanding all year. I mean, they they're the only reason the Saints have been competitive in games, honestly, so far, is their defense holding them in there. Uh, I, I mean, uh, we saw it the just the other day. Uh, Chris Olave, I think he finally found his speed. So we'll see if he can uh, get get together going on the field, find his speed there. 
Uh, I think Derek Carr's overthrew him quite a few times, so hopefully he can go run and catch some balls. But uh, this game's a coin flip for me. I'm going to go Indianapolis Colts 23-21. Man, going with the home team there. Uh, yeah, they they look good. I mean, defense, good defense, good offense. They can control turnovers. And John Taylor's he's, he's getting warmed up over here. He's getting more was- and more reps. That was the key last week for the Colts. They had they had four turnovers from just from Minshew alone, three fumbles and interceptions. So they cut and they still back, put yeah. a lot of points against that uh, that outstanding defense. Yes, they, but they did. That was, that, but that defense also got four turnovers. So Miles, Miles Garrett's a different different animal. Different animal right there. That's another big boy. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a scary guy. He, he's a scary <laughs> guy. His uh his house is during Halloween. It's very scary. All the all the QBC sacks, so that's also Halloween yeah. time. So we'll see. Hopefully, hey, that hey, he's, he's got a few more he can put up <laughs> next for this year. Yes, he can. I'm sure there's gonna be a picture coming out here soon of all the quarterbacks he sacked. Yeah, but uh, moving on, boys, to the Philadelphia Eagles coming off that two touchdown win over the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football, traveling to land over Maryland to face the Washington Commanders. We saw this game earlier in the year in Philly, where the Eagles won 34 31 in overtime. But this time the Eagles are on the road and they are six and a half point favorites. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Riverboat Ron is going to be able to pull out another close game here. I mean, Washington just has looked terrible recently. Washington's lost to the Bears and the Giants in the last three games. I don't know. Don't know what's going on over there. Philly Philly's picked it up. They look they look great. They keep building on what they're doing. So I think they're going to easily win this game. I have Eagles 28, Commander 17 with some trash points at the end. Yeah, you know, for some reason, though, I, I have it a little closer than that, Chris, just because it seems like the Commanders just play this team tough. I know Jalen Hurts' only loss last year was the Commanders. We saw him almost lose to the Commanders this year. And I know they're getting Kevin Byard there. I'm not I'm not sure if he's playing yet this week for the Commander or for the Eagles, but – I expect Sam Howell to have a, a decent game against this team. Like I said, they just play each other tough. So I have the Eagles here. They still cover the spread. I have it, though, 31-23. I just think too much offense here. I think, yes, the O-line um, has some question marks with Lane Johnson being hurt, but I think they answered that. So I think that the Eagles do win this game pretty easily in a one-score game, 31-23. Yeah, I mean I- – I think the Washington Washington's gonna come out and try, but I think this Philly offense is gonna be too much for them. I mean, they're just getting better as they go, and there's no stopping this tush push. I mean, all they have to really do is get eight yards and three downs, and they're gonna fucking go for it on fourth down with the tush push and pick it up. So it's very hard to get an offense off the field when they can just every short yardage um, play they have is fucking unstoppable with uh, Jalen Hurts just fucking strong ass. But I'm going Philly 31, uh, 24. Over Washington, thirty-one. If it's so easy, everybody can fucking do it. Yeah, that's that's true. He's not lying. If it was so easy, everybody would do it. Jason Kelsey needs to pick up his left hand, though. Yeah, it's the second time he's got flagged for that. It's not. He talked about it on the pod. Yeah, it's the second time he got flagged for that. I'm like, it's not a flag, but it kind of it does look like another player, but it's not. Just pick that he's, hand he's, up. He's got to wear like it's like a bright colored sleeve or something so the refs can see it's like, hey, this is my arm. But 
All right, boys. Moving on to the first of the four o'clock games. I think this game's we were talking about before the show. A sneaky game to pick. The Cleveland Browns don't know who the QB is between PJ Walker, Deshaun Watson, and that number one ranked defense are traveling to the twelfth man to face the Seattle Seahawks, which their offense has been questionable the last couple weeks against the Bengals and the Cardinals. The Seahawks are three point favorites at home. Yeah, this this is my toss up game. Uh, this could literally go any way. I think. I mean, it's Browns right now four and two, despite Deshaun Watson being a baby back bitch and fucking wanting to sit on the sideline and be a trust fund baby. So, but Cleveland, Cle- yeah, Cleveland right now ranks twenty eighth in the league in turnover ratio. Seattle has won its last two game home games though by ten points each. So I mean, they know how to win at home. The Browns do though still have. The big boy that we talked about, Garrett, who's going to wreak havoc on that offensive line that's that's sort of struggling right now. So I think I think it's going to be a close game. Right now I'm leaning towards P.J. Walker starting, so I don't think offensively they're going to be able to hang into the game. But I have it close. I have Seahawks 27, Browns 24. Wow. Seahawks here, 27-24. Yeah, I'm – I like you said, Chris Miles Garrett. He's one of the best players in the NFL, especially on the defensive side of the football. They have Denzel Ward, so if DK is back, that's going to be a fun matchup watching Denzel go against DK or Tyler Lockett, whoever he's traveled with um, for the for the day or whichever side they go to if he travels or not. But yeah, it looks like PJ Walker should be starting. It's been flirted that uh, Deshaun's going to be on the IR eventually this week. And I don't care who's starting. There's no asterisk like Luke's done last week and Doc did the week before that. There's no asterisk. I don't give a shit who starts. I'm going dog pound. Shout out to you, Daddy Aaron. I'm picking the fucking Cleveland Browns here. And good luck in your dynasty matchup as you're facing your son-in-law. I'm rooting for you, guy. You need to get a win here. Go Cleveland Browns. 20-17. to 17. I'm going Browns. Yeah, even with the asterisk I had uh, last week, the Cleveland Browns still won. Uh, Deshaun Watson started, so I guess that I guess that – my stretch goes away because he did start, but he went one for five and the interception should have been two interceptions. And then he uh, sat on the sideline and watched uh, Walker play the rest of the game because he didn't feel like going back in. Sean uh, Watson, I mean, I don't, don't know what this guy's doing. Like he, he even looked like that happy on the sideline. He just kind of standing there like blank faced. Uh, trust fund baby. I got his money and I was just going to ride out until they eventually had to eat that money. So just for Cleveland Browns. Sean Watson robbed you guys, but I, it sucks. But go for the NFC, uh, AFC North, that uh, not having Deshaun Watson playing. Because honestly, I think PJ Walker might be a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson. I mean, he's played better all season than Deshaun Watson has. So I'm still going to ride Seattle only because they're at home, and it's a different advantage for Seahawks at home. Uh, I'm kind of looking at the schedule right now. It's kind of weird that three AFC North teams are in the the four o'clock window. So. I don't know when the last time that happened. But I'm going with Seattle, 28-24. Uh, Cleveland's defense keep them in this game, but their offense, it, Seattle's just going to stop the run and make Walker throw the ball on them. I'm not counting on Deshaun Watson playing this game. Like I said, no Deshaun Watson, I'm, I'm, I don't give a shit. I'm going Browns, man. This defense is fucking terrifying, and their offense doesn't look good for the Seahawks. So that's why I lean the way I'm leading. They didn't have DK. Yeah, they also DK against the Bengals. So I mean, we saw yeah. that. That was a pretty poor effort. For they, them. they weren't. They weren't at home. They were not at home. The, they were at home for the Bengals. The NFL. Just, the NFL scriptwriters had at, to give the Bengals a win. They were in they're Cincinnati. Away. Yeah, they're in Cincinnati. Oh, I thought so. I thought they were at home, and then no. they're they're you nest. Want to change your pick now? No, I'm still going Browns. I'm <laughs> they don't have the 12th man yet. 
I told you this is for Daddy Aaron, you know. Rooting for him in the Dynasty League and I'm rooting for him this nope. week too. I'm rooting for the guy. No, I, I need a need a AFC uh, North loss from the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> but speaking of the AFC North, crit or uh, Luke and face it's AFC North, NFC West back to back game we're picking here. Actually, three of the games are AFC North, NFC yeah. West this week. Jesus, yeah. but um, we're we're all, all in the four o'clock window this week, except the uh, the Steelers. Yeah, except the Steelers. Uh, Weird, but. Yeah, so the Baltimore Ravens, your team, Luke, coming off that fucking great game, uh, are facing the Arizona Cardinals out in the desert. You guys are eight and a half point favorites. So I know you're picking the Ra- or Chris. I know you're picking the Ravens, though. What's the score going to be? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, defensively, I mean, all four, all three of our teams are top four defensively right now. So I mean, round of applause for all three of our defenses. But the Ravens have only allowed 17 points or less in four games with one tough loss against the Steelers. Arizona, they've lost four straight games and have failed to score more than 20 points. So I don't have any faith in that offense. And Lamar's been hitting his groove at the right time. I mean, he's completing 70% of his passes in all but one game. Probably not his fault either for that game. But I, I mean, I have the Ravens fucking blown out i don't wouldn't say blowout but 30 14 i think the last couple points is some trash time nice back up that's still two scores 30 14 and 16 points so that's pretty pretty wide mark and chris i just looked at the stats the falcons are barely ahead of the saints just 0.3 so like we're like right there with each other but yeah i actually expect a blowout here i I think that this ravens offense is going to go up the field up and down all day long, and then the defense is going to do what the defense does. I believe they lead the league in sacks now for the year. Yes, they are four ahead of the Buffalo Bills, so this defense gets to the QB with pretty much ease. It's just it's easy for them, and I don't think it's going to change. Zay Flowers has been balling. We saw a little bit of Odell last week, and Mark Andrews is arguably a top three tight end in the league, so expect him to keep it going. I have the Ravens 38-20. to 20. Damn, same score as last week. Well, same score for the Ravens. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the Ravens, they, they look like they're clicking at this point, offensive and defensively. So, I mean, the special teams has always done special teams things with uh, Justin Tucker. Um, so, hey, big game for the Ravens. I, th- I think they're going to continue on their, their way that they're riding. Uh, it's nice that they get to go play the Cardinals. So, I mean, I don't have to be as, as stressed this week, but it could also potentially be a trap game for us like going to the West Coast. But, I mean, we've traveled traveled well this year. So I'm gonna go. I'm going to Ravens, 31, uh, 13. Ravens defense is gonna eat this Arizona offense. Uh, we finally have pretty much all of our pass rushers playing this game, so everybody's healthy. I've seen some rumors that we've been talking to Indomitian Sue about bringing him in. So I mean, be a nice, nice death ad in there for us. I'm a big man in the middle, and yeah. I mean, Mark's Mark's brought up some rumors about us. Going after uh, Derrick Henry. I haven't seen those, but definitely a good move. Offense, we've been able to run the ball, throw the ball, pretty much do anything at will. We just the two losses we beat ourselves in. As simple as that. We we the Ravens have lost those games for the Ravens. Give us a Miami score. Go like seventy something. <laughs> Go I, big. I'd love it. I, I don't I don't see the Ravens putting seventy up on anybody just because I don't think they're that type of team. I think mean, we get up big enough, we'll just pull our starters. You have yeah. backup. You have backup Pro Bowl though. Oh, we do have a Pro no Bowl backups. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, no, no he excuse. Can he can do it, but uh, we just ran the ball when we threw him in. So Nobody has just... two quarterbacks at the Pro Bowl position. Yeah, the but, but 
interesting move by uh, MCDC. He kept his starters in the entire game. So I don't know if that was kind of like a, hey, this is what you guys get kind of thing. But he did not pull the starters in that game. Got to work through the rust. Got to knock the kinks yeah. out. Got to build something. Interesting. Move. I, I, kinda, I, I like that move. I mean, don't, don't put your starters on. Like, they got you there. Let them finish the game. Yeah. But moving on to an AFC West battle. We saw this game two weeks ago on Thursday Night Football. The Kansas City Chiefs this time. Eight-point favorites traveling to Mile High to face the Denver Broncos. If you Swifties out there, listen, we do not know if Taylor Swift's going to be there. Unfortunately, Denver is not credited as one of those big market like you know New York's, L.A., Dallas type of cities. So she might not be there if you're if you're tuned in for Taylor Swift. But Chris, lead us off here. Yeah, like you said, I mean, this team just met October 12th, so very recently, which I think was. I mean, I know the score doesn't say, but it was definitely a tough matchup, 19-8. to I think Denver stayed in there for a little bit. Travis Kelsey, these past two games have been unstoppable. 21 of 22 targets, 303 yards. Like, man's unstoppable. And Kansas City right now is 4-1 and against the spread since this whole Taylor Swift shit has began. So, just you betting people out there. Big little bet nugget right there. They're also on a, what, five... Five game win streak too, so they're hot. Yeah, so I've I, I don't think it's gonna be a close game. I I've Chiefs twenty eight, Broncos fourteen. They're on a six game winning streak. They lost their first game in the year. Uh, no, they been. Yeah, yeah they have, they haven't had a bye week yet. But yes, so big winning streak. They have the biggest winning streak uh, of the of the year so far. Um, well, current winning streak. But yeah, twenty eight fourteen. Chris for you. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a two-score game here as well. I think the Chiefs win 27-17, to 17, so 10-point game out there. Um, it, there's nothing to say. Patrick Mahomes owns the Denver Broncos. He's never lost to them. They've actually, like I told Luke before the show, they were losing to him before he was a starter with Alex Smith. So they, it's been a while since they've beaten the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's not starting now. So I'm going Chiefs by 10. Yeah, I don't know if Denver's feeling good about their win last week, but that that's going to end this week. I mean – uh, Denver just still hasn't figured out that they, they can beat a couple shitty teams, and that's about it. But so I mean, Kansas City is probably going to win big here. I think Russ might cook for a drive, maybe two drives he might cook. But other than that, he will be uh, the food's going to get cold. So I'm going to go uh, Kansas City 28, 28-13. Uh, All right, moving on to a game that is a must get right game for the San Francisco 49ers. They are on a two game losing streak. Yes. They lost to the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. They lost Monday night football in Minnesota. So two road games they have lost the last two weeks. This time they are hosting the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow as they are all coming off a bye week. They are three and three on the year. So they have finally got back to 500. They're also playing for a big game. This is also a battle of big Dick Joe and big cock Brock. So which dick wins, Chris? I mean, I personally think this is the biggest game of the week. Uh, the Niners have looked lost in their past two losses right now. They're coming off a short week as well. I mean, Cincinnati's going to have to generate a run game to give Joe Burrow some some breathing room to be able to throw it down like Kirk Cousins did this past Monday. But they do rank 31st right now with only 69 yards per game. So a little bit of a struggle. And then on the flip side, the defense, bad matchup when you have, you're going against Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Bengals defense is struggling against the run, allowing 142 yards per game. So, I mean, that's huge. But 
what what defense are we going to get from the Niners? Is Joe going to be able to light them up like Kirk Thuggins did? I think he's going to be able to. I have Bengals 26, Niners 21. Big Dick Joe is going to win this one. 26-21. Close game. It's um, going to be a close game. I, I'm I'm opposite. God, this is, a, this is a game that I wanted to go, Joe, um, so bad. I'm a little upset, like I said, with Brock Purdy, if you guys listened last night. But <laughs> I think, like I said, this is a really big game for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not saying the season's on the line here, but momentum here is on the line. You don't want to go on a three-game losing streak in the middle of the season. You don't want to – because like this kid's never had this confidence or like this type of, you know, fucking – adversity and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So this is a big game for Brock Purdy. Still no Debo Samuel, as we are well known. Hopefully Trent Williams is back for the Niners so that they can have somewhat of protection for Brock Purdy. Still don't think the offense has been the issue. Uh, well, this last game wasn't really the issue. Yeah, I know the two interceptions killed him at the end, but the defense also wasn't putting in a good spot throughout the whole game. And I do understand that Jamar Chase, and maybe we'll see T. Higgins get back to T. Higgins. He hasn't been himself this year. I do think the Niners and Nick Bosa are going to come out hungry in the Bay. Like I said, two-game losing streak. You know the, the faithful out there are going to be expecting a big game. So give me Nick Bosa. I think he gets three sacks this week. And I'm going to go Niners here, 24-20. Do not cover the spread, though. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for Joe's Burrow's calf in this game because he's going to have to try to run around to get away from uh, Nick Bosa. I think I don't know what they're doing, Nick Bosa, last week, or they just kind of highlighted every time he was outside the, out of the game. But it kind of seemed like he only played like 50% of the snaps. I'm not sure his exact percentage, but I think hopefully I would assume he'd play more this game. The offensive line for the Cincinnati Bagels is not very good, even though they've spent a shit ton of money on it. Still has not been able to put the pieces together. Run game is not there for the Bengals. I mean, the only thing they really have to do is lock down Jamar Chase, and that Cincinnati offense is really nothing. So, I mean, they lock down Jamar Chase. I mean, too, too many stars on defense. They got – one of the best pass rushers, one of the best line linebackers in the NFL on the defense. So, and I think Brock Purdy is going to back back on track. I mean, he didn't play a terrible game. It's two interceptions. He's trying to kind of force it, try to win the game at the end. So I'm going to go San Fran. Uh, I think they're going to win uh, 31-24. I think a big thing is Cincinnati's coming off a bye. So, I mean, yeah, their body I, should I be healthy. It, I, it doesn't matter. I mean <laughs> – it doesn't matter. I, I need him to lose anyway, so I'm not going to yeah, pick him to win. This situation, Luke's got the whole AFC North losing but the Baltimore Ravens this week, so it would be a I, big week for I've done I've done decent in my picks betting against the AFC North except the last two weeks. Yeah, it's a big game, though. It's a, get right, it's a get-right game for the Niners, and it's a stay-on-track game for the Bengals, so it's going to yeah. be a big it's matchup. A game. Yeah, it's going to be the best I game. I like that, that they only do – like the past like three or four weeks, they've only done four games in the afternoon series. So you just have them all on. Usually on the, the, uh, the multi-view on YouTube. Usually the YouTube first TV. and the last week are the, the two packed games for the four o'clock window. So they usually yeah. two through seven. It's been nice having just, just four on there. So I don't have, I just have it all on the TV. I don't need to have an iPad or anything pulled up. And the Ravens are part okay. of that window. So yeah, you'll, you'll see them yeah, in the multi-view. I'm excited. Moving on to Sunday night football, a battle between Tyson Baget and the Chicago Bears traveling to Los Angeles. It might be a lot of Bears fans there, probably to be honest, because you know the Chargers they don't have a good fan base out there in LA. But the Chargers are eight and a half point favorites, and this is a, a game we're talking about get right games. This is a must win game for the Los Angeles Chargers, and I know it, it's the, the Chicago Bears, so it's sad to say. But Chris, who do we have? Yeah, I think this is a big game for the Bears. I mean, is Tyson the real deal? Is he gonna? 
I don't think he's going to take over from Justin Fields, but like he could definitely question question it for sure. The Bears defense has stepped up in the right time right now. Their big game last week against the Raiders, making them look like a fucking high school team, honestly. It was rough. But like you said, Mark, it's a must win for the Chargers. Their season is on a brink right now and can't afford a third straight loss. Chicago has covered its last two road games. So I'm picking Chargers 31, Bears 24, but the Bears do cover the spread. Yeah, I have the same amount of points for the Chargers. I have it 31, but I have the Bears getting 20. I don't think that the Bears cover the spread here. And like I think it's a must-win game. Hey, good for Tyson Badgett. I think it was a good he's a good story out there, his D2 school. Uh, I think it was a great game that he had. I mean, it was a great, but for his standards, it was a great game. He was a, a very he was very efficient in what he did, what they asked him to do. If Dante Foreman looked good. Are we gonna get Roshan Johnson back this week? You know, we'll see. I think that the Chargers defense, yeah, they played good the second half against the Chiefs. So, and I think it carries over. I think that, you know, we'll see Khalil Mack and we'll see the defense there play a pretty good game at home against the Bears. I have it 31-20. Must must win game for the Chargers. If they lose this game, yeah, Stanley might be fired. <laughs> Just say that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely in the hot seat. So, like, like you said, this is a must-win game for the Chargers. I mean, they, they can't drop too many more games. Like, this team is projected to be one of the top teams in the in the AFC. Uh, Herbert just got his big deal, so everybody thought he's going to come out here and ball out. And he has played well, but just hasn't been able to close out games. Can't can't win these uh, – you pay these quarterbacks to win these games in these last two drives of games, and he just hasn't, hasn't done it. Uh, but I, I think he gets it done this week. Must-win game. Uh, they're going to come out probably slinging the ball on this Bears defense. So I'm going to go 28. Uh, I think Bears going to try to hang in there. And I'm going to go 28-21. No, 20 28-20. So both of you guys have the Bears co- uh, covering the spread. But moving on to the high school team, Chris, you mentioned the Las Vegas Raiders, Monday Night Football. They are traveling to Detroit to face MCDC, our favorite coach, literally probably our favorite coach that's not on our team. So, yeah, the, the Detroit Lions coming off that embarrassing loss, 38-6 to to the Ravens. So you know the Lions are going to be hungry. Chris, who do you have here? Yeah, Detroit, on, Detroit has only hosted Monday Night Football five times this century. So, I mean, they're not really used to Monday Night Football. They're two and three in Monday Night Football, but hey, this is a new fucking era of Detroit Lions with Dan Campbell. And if there's any coach that I want to be a coach after coming off a fucking heartbreaking loss, it's going to be Dan Campbell to rally those boys together. The Raiders right now are one and two straight up and one and two against the spread as road underdogs. And I think they're about to be one and three. I have Lions 31, Raiders 17. I think the Lions are going to be fucking angry and hot right now. Yeah, the Lions are going to be pissed off. I know Hutchinson had a couple opportunities to get Lamar Jackson to the ground. Couldn't do it. Uh, and I think A.J. Hutchinson comes out. I don't care if it's Brian Hoyer, Jimmy G, or O'Connell. I feel bad for whoever the quarterback is. If I'm Jimmy G, I'm, I'm asking to sit out for this week. <laughs> rest, rest that injury you got. Um, Josh Jacobs has been, I think, pretty disappointing this year. I know he's had a couple big games, but not to his standards that we expect him to get. That's why I also don't pay the running backs, apparently. So, I think that we saw a good dose of Jameer Gibbs. I think that this time we'll see Jameer Gibbs in a good win for the Detroit Lions. Expect a big game from St. Brown, big game from uh, Josh Reynolds. You know, they, they love him. We'll see if Jameson Williams can get a, uh, a bounce-back game here. Sam Laporta, my Iowa farm boy, fucking one of the best tight ends in football this year. Bounce-back game as well. Like I said, I'm going Detroit Lions 20, 
seven to sixteen, win by eleven. Yeah, I mean this is this is the Detroit Lions get back game. I mean, probably I think that game was maybe a fluke and just the Ravens clicking at the the right time. So I think MCDC is going to have these boys fired up. I mean, he's a former player, so he knows what it's like to lose games like that. Probably he's probably lost some games where he's been embarrassed. So embarrassing loss for them, but now they're back on prime. They're on prime time. Not very often the Bears are in prime. I mean the uh, Detroit Lions are in prime time games. So I mean I, I got them winning big in this. I'm gonna go. 31-17. Uh, I mean, this – I feel bad for, yeah, the quarterbacks playing this game because this this Lions defense is going to be coming at them. I think they're playing a different quarterback this week than they played last week. Lamar Jackson was just too agile, and uh, he, he was just hot last week. So, I mean, I don't think any of the any of the three quarterbacks that Vegas uh, has is as mobile as Lamar Jackson. So, it's going to be tough day. There's <laughs> – it costs Jimmy G seventy five G's every time he misses a game. Damn. Yeah, Luke, big money. Yeah, I mean, weird, not big money. Weird, not big money to yeah, us, but he's that weird contract. It's also not a lot of QBs that are as mobile as uh, Lamar Jackson. Just throw that out there. No, no. There's probably a handful not, of not, keep up with them. That's about it. When I say a handful, maybe a couple. I, I know Aiden Hutchinson was pissed because he was getting there close a couple times, and Lamar Jackson's going to run away a little bit. Yeah, he ran away. Throw the ball down the field. <laughs> he did. So gotta, but, it's got to be frustrating. Yeah, big week though, boys. I I have all our teams besides Docs winning. Um, you guys don't respect the Falcons. Still, hey, that's you know that's your guys' loss. Maybe you guys will see it one it's, day. It, it's just Ritter. I don't respect Ritter. It just Falcons, it has Falcons overall. <laughs> I just don't think Ritter's the guy. No, I give I give the Falcons Six credit in two weeks. And like I gave them credit pre like preseason. I thought it was gonna be up against the Falcons and the Saints to win the division. I'm giving the Falcons credit. But this just has the formula of a trap game written all over it of a backup quarterback coming in two backups. to win this game. <laughs> two two backups. I don't even think like I agree with you, Mark. Train. Yeah, I think I agree with you, Mark. I think they're starting or they're gonna play Malik to try to get some trade value off of him. Hopefully he has a good game. Well, Tennessee's hoping he has a good game. But I mean if I was them, I just you've already seen what Malik does. He can't do shit. He's terrible. Like you need a role with Levis. You drafted him to be your future franchise quarterback. You gotta That's go with on. the fucking Mayo Mayo coffee eater. Drinker. Let the boy play. I mean, he, he looked good off season. So, see what what it looks like when he's playing with the ones. Indeed, we will. Big week, boys. We are in week eight. God, we're getting there. Unfortunately, it's going too by. Uh, it's going by too fast. We have some college to talk about tomorrow. Maybe even sprinkle a little NBA. I know NBA starts today. The Los Angeles Lakers lost to the Denver Nuggets on opening night, and the Warriors are up right now. Also, shout out to the Diamondbacks, Chris and Luke. The Diamondbacks. Punch their ticket. They are representing the NL this year. We have the Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers in the World Series. Go Rangers. It's what, like, first first time in, what, like, 10 years that fucking Philly and Astros aren't in the finals? This is, this is the first World Series in the last seven years not to feature the Dodgers or the Astros. Dodgers. Yeah, so seven years. I don't know why it's the Phillies. Yeah, Phillies haven't been to the World Series. Well, Phillies were in the World Series last year, so – they, they, they were there last year. They, they lost to the Houston Astros. But, yeah, no one expected the Diamondbacks to be there, and here they are fucking 
you know, play uh, 162 regular season games, and now in the fucking playoffs, they are, they are in the World Series against the Texas Rangers. Both teams had some bad years the last couple of years, so pretty cool to see the stories flip for them, and someone's got to win. I'm going Rangers here. But big show, boys. Tomorrow we have some, like I said, college and all that, and we'll have, a, we'll have a good weekend ahead of us. But that's Luke Rule. That's Chris Kmeinhart. I'm Mark Davis. Shout out to you, Doc. This is About the Balls Podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls Podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.